And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, who let the dog sound? Well, 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 welcome to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And we want to say welcome to the program, folks. We have a jam-packed program for you, as always. Looking very much forward. Uh, we have a couple of guests uh, coming up later on in the program. And, of course, we would love to entertain your phone calls as well. We have actually a lot of giveaways to to give away everything from uh, Ruth's Chris uh, Steakhouse um, $100 gift card giveaway uh, to uh, books. We have Bibles. Uh, we have uh, Lee Strobel's uh, The Case for Grace, a student edition. Um, we have a very nice uh, video, Christian video for children called The Star, A Tale of Faith and Friendship. We would love to uh, give some of these things away and several beautiful, beautiful leather-bound Bibles uh, with um, gold edges and, and, and Jesus' words in red letters. We would just love to give some of these things away. And uh, now to get your name into the drawing for the uh, Ruth's Chris uh, Steakhouse $100 giveaway, which uh, we're going to put everyone's name in a, in a hat. I guess it'll be my cowboy hat <laughs> um, for the month of, uh, the month of February. And uh, I think we're going to give away five of them. So $500 worth of uh, sizzling, delicious Ruth's Chris Steakhouse steaks uh, will be given away. And uh, now the number, if you'd like to participate, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And we also want to say hello to uh, our viewers on Facebook and uh so um, now, today's program, folks, so much going on, uh, of course, uh, as always. And, you know, folks are just going uh, crazy over the uh, revelations of, uh, you know, what the uh, deep state and the Democrats, uh, what they have done. And um, it's, um, uh, we, it, and now I'm, I'm looking at my Facebook post here. We're going to get that up real, really, really shortly, my, the, uh, the Facebook feed. And uh, so, but anyway, uh, back to this memo. And as, you know, folks, I, and I hate to say I'm always right on these things, but, uh, folks, I mean, all you really have to do is understand what the Democrat Party is. You have to just understand the true nature of uh, uh, of our modern political system, okay? The, the true nature of it is that there are only two forms of government, okay? And for those of you who have heard me say this before, you know, forgive me and just hang in here, but we have new, we have new listeners coming on all the time. And, but the simple fact of the matter is that this involves God. Government 
is a gift from God, okay? That God is not the author of confusion. Satan is the author of confusion. To have order, you have to have government, okay? Uh, and this, you know, God allows this and ordains this. And so good government is government that recognizes that your rights and your freedom is, in fact, a gift from God, meaning that you were born free. You were conceived as a person who is free. It, it, and so you already have the rights that some of these politicians claim they want to grant you, okay? So bad government is any form of government that says, uh, no, 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 uh, Brother Craig, you're not born free. You, there are no, no God-given rights. Your rights, your freedom are whatever I say they are because I'm the big dog. I'm in power. My people, my party, my way of thinking. And, folks, what does this encompass? This encompasses the leadership of the Democrat Party, okay? This, is, this encompasses communism, socialism, fascism, all these ism, isms. And the left loves to say that we who are conservatives, that somehow we're fascists, okay? Now, the word fascist is from the root fascia, which means stick, just like of the fascia, the fascia board on your house. It's, it's a board. It's a stick, okay? That's the root. So they take a stick and they beat you and they force you. It's, you know, not, it's not the carrot but the stick, okay? So, you know, you wouldn't treat your horse that way. You would give your horse a carrot. You wouldn't use a stick on him. Now, now, of course, a lot of times they will say, well, a lot of you people are more like a mule, <laughs> and we have to use a stick on you. <laughs> and, uh, but still, if you all out there want to be stubborn as a mule, if I want to be stubborn as a mule, guess what, folks? Again, you get back to the freedom from God. God gave us free will. If we want to be stubborn and not cooperate with government, that's our business. Okay? Now, we will reap the uh, reward of what we do that's good and proper and in order, and we will reap the punishment for what we do that's not good and proper and in order. And, and that's on us, folks. That's on us. And so you, you look at these two visions of the world, okay, one in which people are free, and you ask yourself, okay, what, what was the key phrase in the Declaration of Independence, okay, and it's, it's one that I remember when um, Barack Obama would, would uh, cite the, uh, the, the, uh, our freedoms, and he would cite this passage from the Declaration of Independence. He always left out the words, from the Creator. From the Creator. And see, and this is, the, this is what separates the founding of this nation from any other nation except Israel, okay? Because this nation, and it's not that we've done it perfectly. It's just that because, you know, we're dealing with human beings, so therefore perfection is off the table. I think we all understand that. But the goal, and I remember being um, uh, 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 a participant in track in high school and uh, the, um, in, in, in trying out for the long jump, there was a bar 
that the uh, pole vaulters used, and they would get on a ladder and, and get up on the ladder, put a towel up there, and tell us to jump up and try to touch the towel. Now, the towel was so high because it was on the, on the bar that pole vaulters used. You, you literally, it was impossible for you to jump without a pole and touch that towel. But psychologically, what the coach was doing was showing you that if you tried to jump as high as you could, your momentum would take you very, very far. And so that's the founding of America, folks. It's not that America was going to be perfect just because in our founding we placed the bar very, very high by saying our freedoms and our rights, that they are a gift from God. But, folks, what other nation says that? Do the communists tell you that you have rights from God, or do they tell you that there is no God? Do the socialists tell you that you are born free and that God is the guarantor and that if I deny you your rights, I'm violating God's law? No, they do not. Do, does the, do the Muslim fundamentalist nations, do they tell you that? Or do they tell you, you're going to do what the mullahs say, and if you don't, we will cut your head off? Okay, so this is, the, this is the battle. And what I've been trying to get Democrats, good, decent, honest, hardworking Democrats, what I've been trying to get them to see for years is that they are unwittingly allowing themselves to be used by people who are literally members of what I call the coalition of evil. And so my mission in life is to invite as many people as possible to come over, leave the darkness, and come over into the light. Join, join with us in the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition. We are, we are people who really believe in things. We believe in freedom. We believe, first of all, in God Almighty. We believe that uh, we cannot violate your rights because your rights were given to you by God, and God is above all. And what we have with Memo Gate and whatever shenanigans with the phony Russia probe, what we have literally, folks, is the simple fact that this nation has been on a downward trajectory away from God and toward Satan for decades, okay, for decades. In comes Donald Trump, the most unlikely of heroes, okay, a guy who was not a godly man but a man who was perfect. And I do, and I did not overstate the case. A man who was perfect to be used by God because God needed a butt kicker, an onion toter, okay? He didn't need a Boy Scout. And so the Boy Scouts didn't win, the onion toter won. And God is using this man to break this mess up, okay? Not that Trump was perfect, but Trump was perfect for the job. And the deep state, the educational establishment, the, uh, the Hollywood establishment, all these different powers, these power centers in this nation that have been conspiring 
to re- do a, a repeat of uh, when uh, Jezebel came from Phoenicia with Baal worship and came into ancient Israel, they transformed ancient Israel uh, to the point where early on, everyone in Israel knew God's law. Not that everyone fulfilled it perfectly, but when they transgressed, when they sinned, they knew they were transgressing. They, and so they transgressed quietly, in private. And what happened in the transformation, folks, is that the, it became normalized. And this is what has happened, and this is the battle of our day. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we would love to, I'm going to tell you folks, I would love to get some of your comments on this. And now we can get into the minutia of the memo. And, uh, and you know, and I think that's being done enough. Every, every radio program, every news program, they're diving into the minutia. What well, this person did that, that person did that. The bottom line is that, okay, why are they doing it? And that's what we're dealing with here on The Really Real Deal. The number, if you'd like to call, you can call to win a gift. You can call to get your name into uh, the drawing for the Roots Chris Steak, or you can call to discuss these issues. But the number, we'd love to have your participation, 804-454-1366, A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Feeling my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Attention tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace. Experience great customer service and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate4Letteru.com. This is a man's world. 
but it wouldn't be nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Man's World Radio. You tell them, James Brown, wouldn't be nothing without our women and our girls. And uh, welcome back to the program, folks. And we want to say welcome to Ken from Midlothian. Ken, what's on your mind, brother? Hey, Brother Craig. So um, you mentioned if, if you're part of our party, part of the... Uh, you know, the conservative Christian. Yeah, values. it's bigger than the party now, now. But our party, it le- leans in this direction. The other party leans in the other way. But I don't make broad strokes, you know. I don't want to accuse all Democrats of being members of the coalition of evil because, Ken, as you may know if you've been a longtime listener, when I critique the leadership, I- I'm, all- I'm always careful to say I don't mean you Mon Paul Democrat, and when I beat up on Republicans, I, I do the same. I don't mean yeah. you, Mon Paul Republican. So are, are we clear on that? Oh yeah, no, but and I agree with you. I'm a I'm a strong conservative Christian. Oh good, and, good. Yeah, yeah you're my but, brother. So so yes, sir. Go for but it. You bring out a good point, and I guess I could leave it with a question. But as I've noticed in our society, um, that party has been very good at dividing us. Race, and, yes, and um, the message is actually pretty strong because as I sit down and I sit down with people that I lead, and it's come up, and I say, Hey, look it up, you know, is that in our is that in our society right here? And of course, they'll say no, but they still, even with the values that even Trump has brought to it, and I don't know if he's racist or not, I, I don't think he is, no, maybe he is. but see, but, but this is the thing, Ken, even. Even the fact that we have to discuss it, okay? So, like you just said, well, I don't know if he's racist or not, but just even the fact that racism has to be brought up with um, has to be brought up with um, with 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 Trump, that then that's a victory for the Democrats because right. th- that's all they have. They can't look. They can't say it's a bad deal that. Uh, 10,000 people in Richmond got a $3,000 check from Philip Mars. Okay, right. they can't say that it's bad that um, for the first time we recognize Israel, uh, Israel's capital to be Jerusalem, a fact that's been a 3,000-year-old fact, okay? That's like right. acknowledging one plus one equals two, and then you want to pat somebody on the back for it. I mean, shame on all right. the other presidents that wouldn't do it. You know, and we can I go agree. on. We can go on down the list. The tax. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have told me, "Oh, my paycheck is bigger." Why? But thank, right. thank you, Donald Trump. So, you know, I mean, right. I've even uh, run across people that have grumbled because the uh, the tax cut, the, uh, the the increase in their paycheck wasn't big enough. Oh well, all I got is twenty five dollars a week. Well, my right. goodness, if you earned more and paid more in taxes your refund would be bigger. That's right. You know, so all they they have, Ken, is divide and conquer with uh, phony trumped-up racism and all these other isms, you know, the rich man is evil, the white man is evil, men are evil. I mean, come on. You're right. And, um, I mean, you bring up a point, how do we bring this to our side? But the division's so deep. That even if they agree with the values that Trump's brought in, the tax cuts, 
all the changes, which if you separate the issue from the man, most of the time you could, you could get these good people to, to agree right. that the, the things that he's put in place are great. Let me tell you how you do bad, it, Ken. They won't come back. Okay, let me tell you how you do it. You've got to go above Trump, okay? You've got to go to God. It, it, see, God is what will has the power to unite. Now, not everyone believes in God, so not everyone's. You're never going to get all, but this is a 70% Christian nation. Virginia is a 72%, not only Christian state, but 72% center-right state. So how is it that a 72% center-right state has Democrats running everything up at the top. How is that? Okay? Republicans do not know how to articulate, and they are full of fear. They're fearful to use God's name in uniting people. And see, in doing this, you go above the personality. You no longer have to rely on Republican Governor Goofball or Republican Senator Stupid or Republican President Donald Trump. You, you go to God. You know, and there's a prototype in the Bible that fits Donald Trump perfectly. If you go to the book of 1 Kings and read the story of Ahab and Jezebel and prophet Elijah and his, his, um, his, his, his young understudy, Elisha, the one that does Jezebel in is the king called Jehu. That's the perfect prototype of Donald Trump. And I, I had the privilege of interviewing Jonathan Kahn this week, and that interview will play tomorrow on this station from 9 to 11. It's a long interview now, and I highly, and as a matter of fact, it's up on my website right now, thereallyrealdeal.com. So I invite people to go to the website, listen to the interview, Purchase the book. You just click on the picture of the book right on my website. You'll have it in two or three days from Amazon. And the title of the book is, is The Paradigm. And the, a paradigm is a pattern, and it's an ancient pattern out of the Bible that fits today. And so if we use, if we use that, if we go above Trump, above politics, that's where we find the answer, my friend. Yes, sir. I agree with you, Brother Craig. I thank you for your time. I appreciate, I appreciate you, brother. I've got a roll. I've got somebody else on the line here. Oh, Sounds good. Thank all you. right. God bless you. Oh, hey, do you want uh, one of the – I have Bibles to give away. I have uh, – don't hang up. We want to get your information to enter you into the contest for Ruth's Chris uh, Steakhouse Drawing. And, uh, and, and let Scott know if you want one of the Bibles. Uh, and we have some other things we're giving away to callers. Thank you. Yes, sir. Okay, so don't hang up. Thank you. All right. And, uh, well, as it turns out, we're, we're right at the bottom uh, break, so we're going to have to get that other caller after our interview at 1030. So we're going to take our break uh, right now. Listen to this beautiful, beautiful uh, rendition of uh, Hallelujah. Secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes like this the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, and the major lift. The baffled king composing. Hallelujah. 
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, the really real deal. And uh, beautiful, beautiful music there as we prepare not only for Valentine's Day, but for the beginning of Lent and the countdown to Easter. And uh, as many of you will know what I always say, you know, we make a really, really big deal of, of Christmas, or as I call it, Christmas, uh, <laughs> here on The Really Real Deal. But, um, you know, if Easter is not real, then Christmas is not real. And uh, for my money, they're both very, very real. And uh, now speaking of The Really Real Deal, okay, we have uh, – we you, you guys, you know, settle down, and if you're out driving and you get somewhere – uh, don't get out of your car. you got to listen to this interview, okay? We have with us Colleen Alexander, and she has written a really, really beautiful book, uh, and it's called Gratitude in Motion. And uh, now we, we all have crosses to bear and things to overcome. But, folks, I am telling you, uh, this is a woman who, uh, a, a lifetime competitive triathlete. Okay, a woman who has survived lupus. She survives brain surgery. She's married, as she says, at last to the love of her life. Life is good. Life is perfect. Uh, She's out riding her bike and boom, gets hit by a truck and not a not a pickup truck, a, a, a really real truck, a big truck and has to put the pieces of her life back together and from those pieces uh she seeks to be of service to others and and a part of that service is this beautiful book gratitude in motion and colleen thank you so much uh for your witness Mm -hmm. and thank you so much for this book and thank you so much for sharing with our audience you're welcome um hello it's nice to be on thank you yes yes so you know, you um, you have um, this this book. You you have uh, really written. Uh, it's almost like a love story. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, the 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 way you start out with um, you know high school. You know, and I, I'm I'm probably just a little bit older than you, but um, I certainly remember those high school days. And uh, you you just you know you paint a picture of a life that has gone through. Um, uh, uh, steps and 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 got to a place where it was really really shattered and but you you soldiered on and so I'm just going to let you uh, share with the audience uh, how your life got to be this beautiful life uh, what happened uh, and how you put the pieces back together. Mm. <laughs> um, where to start? So. I, as you said, and um, as I talk about in the book, I was, uh, I met my husband in, when we were in high school. So he was a senior, I was a sophomore, and um, we had a lot of mutual friends in common that said the two of you need to meet, and essentially because we were both shy. And, mm-hmm. um, and from a we Christian, were... from Christian background, so you, you had the Christian guardrails that we talk about today that the kids today don't have yeah i um i suppose so so i i had known his younger sister and um so i knew who he was but had never had the courage to speak to him and 
uh, finally wrote him a letter one day as I knew that he was also interested and just asked him to give me a call if, if he wanted to at 8 o'clock. Um, and lo and behold, he called and we uh, started this really sweet, um, really, really sweet relationship in high school, which um, as you're aware and the audience is aware, high school relationships tend to not always be that sweet. Sometimes they're a pretty big just hormonal roller coaster. Um <laughs> And we were really uh, just—we became really great friends. Yeah, that's and what I found. And, yeah, that's yeah. what I found so attractive about it is that it was not the typical hormone-driven um, thing that you know we have in high school. It, I just, you know, it's uh, it's a very it, that 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 was very very well written. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, you should turn it into a screenplay, really. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we were, you know, incredibly fortunate in that aspect that um, we certainly were attracted to each other as uh, as adolescents, um, but he had a great respect for me as he understood my faith. Um, he knew that I was a virgin and that I wanted to wait until I was married, and he had lost his virginity, but it was kind of a messy, you know, like the beginning of senior year, and I think it mm. was a And then, um, so we... Uh, we were friends more than anything. And the relationship ended after uh, close to eight months at the end of the school year. My youth pastor had said, um, you know, he saw that I was getting pretty intense with him and that I seemed to be almost, you know, like falling in love for, with him and said, if the two of you aren't on the same page spiritually um, that I was sitting. And that was a lot for me to handle as a high school student, just the mm -hmm. concept and understanding that. Because he was the he was so so sweet, like our relationship was anything but sinful in my mind. Because there was, I don't think we ever got past first base. Um, so yeah, and isn't it a shame how you know? And this is one of the things that people get down on Christians about, and and so that's why I wanted to bring that out in the conversation that yeah. people have this view of Christians that we are. Uh, somehow we don't have fun, we don't fall in love, that, you know, everyone has to, you know, wear black all the time. And, uh, oh, gosh. I, I mean, it's just, it's it's rather ridiculous. But um, but sure. anyway, yeah, so so let's, let's move forward to, um, you know, how do you end up getting uh, back with this gentleman? Um, he friended me on Facebook. So 17 years later, um, I had gone through two failed marriages. Uh, the first was with a quote-unquote born-again missionary boy and mm -hmm. uh, who I did lose my virginity to, and it couldn't have been more uh, wrong, unfortunately. And, um, and then I, I took a wayward path with a guy who was just, I think, the polar opposite of, of everything else, didn't even believe in God. Um, so in my, my journey... And uh, so Sean friended me on Facebook. I saw him. I thought, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen this man in 17 years. Um, we started talking on the phone and eventually. Just like high school. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really amazing. Um, yeah. His voice was just deeper. Oh, okay. <laughs> <was> before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we joke around. In high school, his nickname was Lurch because his voice was so deep. Oh, okay. Uh, and so now that he's a grown man, it's, it seems to be even a little bit deeper. But, oh, okay. Um, so that's your he, first overcome there. You overcame the preacher uh, driving you away from your soulmate. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, and you yeah. and you're back together with him. Your first overcome. Yeah. Right. And you know, with all uh due respect, my youth minister, um, their hearts are so pure and they're looking out for us, you know, their their whole youth uh youth group mm-hmm. and trying to make sure we're making the best choices. And I think um you know, I'm oh, I get it. The they, they... I, I get it. They they try. They they have good intentions. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we reconnected, and um, it was a good year of long distance relationship until he said, you know, I just don't want to be away from you anymore. And um, he proposed back where we took our prom pictures and. Uh, it was just beautiful. And when we started dating and finally being able to be face-to-face again, um, we started praying together before bed every night, before um, before dinner. And he would always say to me, you know, I feel like God has something really in store for us down the road. And, and we would kind of, like, joke around, like, hi, oh, I wonder what it is. Um, and that we would just pray together that God would use us because we knew that our love and our roots were stronger than we really had words for, um, yeah. we very much are, we have a, just an incredibly beautiful bond. And well, I understood, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, that's, I, I was just going to say that's very beautiful. And I'm, I'm looking at your prom picture here. You guys, <laughs> I mean, who, I mean, I, I would have thought, yeah, you guys need to go ahead and get married. <laughs> but anyway, you, you do get married and, you and you and you have this wonderful life where you're working for the Red Cross and you're run you're a triathlete and you're doing all these great things. And and are then okay. Are you there? Oh yeah, sorry, you're you're cutting in and out a little bit. Sorry. Uh, oh okay, all right. You, you you must okay, you're on a cell phone. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah, I can. Oh, okay. Well, let me slow down a little bit. You, 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 you have this wonderful life. You're finally back with your soulmate. You have a great career. You're, you're a triathlete, a competitive triathlete. And then there's this accident that occurs one day. Yeah, so we had just been married for about a year, and I was, um, we were hoping to have our first child together. So uh, I was called in for a weekend meeting. <laughs> excuse me, at work, and uh, I would always bike into work whenever I could. It's a 12-mile ride in each way. Wow. And uh kissed him goodbye. He was a postal worker, and he was going in on Saturday. He always delivered mail on Saturdays and uh, had everything defrosting on the counter so we could have dinner when we got home, and I just never made it home. I got halfway home, um, and a freight truck came down a side road. I was going you know, straight on a straightaway, he came down the side and didn't stop and just ran me over with front and back tires. Um, And the, uh, the fight started. So I did not lose consciousness. Um, Mm -hmm. I had been an EMT years prior. So I knew that um, the likelihood of me surviving if I lost consciousness was pretty slim Mm -hmm. because I was able to see that I was, I was ripped apart pretty badly. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And just started screaming and praying out loud that I would somehow be saved because I wanted to be a mommy. And I had just been connected with my soulmate. And I just 
consistently screamed that. I must have screamed that hundreds of times. Wow. Um, yeah, and you and you're right that you you actually tell the EMT that's attending you, uh, please don't let me die. You know, I have to do. I mean, it's just it's 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 uh, like I said, this book is a screenplay I'm holding in my hand. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, but now go go ahead and and share the uh the story of how you get put back together and 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 what you had to overcome. Um, so getting put back together was a series of about thirty surgeries. Initially, I was um, I flatlined once I got into the trauma bay at the hospital. And my pelvis was snapped into two pieces, and then I was just very much uh, ripped apart from right below my sternum all the way down past my knees. So if you could think about trailer truck double tires, I was run over by the double sets. Um, wow. So um, as they were trying to get the pelvis put back together, they were doing CPR at the same time and administering uh, blood and fluids because my femoral was also ripped. and. Um, they were able to get me back and I crash again and they get me back and I crash again. And, um, then once they had me semi-stable, they left me in a coma for about five and a half weeks. So I was going in and out of surgeries, just getting, um, as many things as I could get taken care of, uh, as possible. And, uh, we then were, I was transferred, I say we, because my husband, I feel like we are a we, we're not really a, uh, an I, um. But we were transferred to Gaylord Rehab Hospital, and I was a patient there for two and a half months um, where I just had extensive wound care because about 50% of my body uh, had lost its skin and uh, started trying to learn how to ambulate again, to walk and um, to sit up and just do some basic things. Um, Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be home for Christmas. That was my, uh, my wish. And the staff at the therapy hospital said, you know, it's way too soon. You're still going to have, you know, a lot of your body is going to be opened and you're going to need extensive wound care. And I said, I don't care (laughs) Um, if if we can figure out how to have insurance pay to have a home nurse come in, um, you know, that we would be willing to not have our pets at the house and to, you know, do whatever we needed. And I just Mm -hmm. wanted to be home, you know, for Christmas. So they got me home for Christmas. Wow. There's no place like home now. Can I ask you to hold just a moment? We have to do a, a, a commercial break right now, and mm-hmm. then we, we'll come back, and, and we'll have about uh, 10 more minutes. So sure. Now, folks, if you're just joining us, we have with us Colleen Alexander. She's sharing uh, her life story and, and the book Gratitude in Motion. And you really, folks, you have to get this book. And uh, it's wonderful, and we're just so thankful to have her. We will be right back. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. 
There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Crash, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program. A little bit of Des Ray. You got to be bad. You got to be bold. You got to be wise. Kind of fits our guest uh, that we have with us. Uh, talk about got to be bad. Uh, Colleen Alexander, the book is Gratitude in Motion. You guys have to get this book. And, uh, you know, we're going to post this uh, interview uh, on our website, uh, thereallyrealdeal.com, and the book will be there uh, to make it easy for you guys uh, to get it. And uh, thank you again for staying over with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So now you, um, you, you're in the uh, rehab phase, and you had promised yourself um, when all this started uh, that you were going to – run a marathon again <laughs> um yeah i actually had never run a full marathon until i was run over i had only um done smaller distances mm-hmm. so i told myself that i was going to do a triathlon again uh but yeah i um when when something that you love is taken away from you so i we didn't know if i'd ever really walk again let alone run or ride a bike yeah. Uh, there's nothing I wanted to do more than to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, absolutely. So now, t- t- share how th- all this happened and 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 what the end game was uh, and what it was like. <laughs> how, as far as doing a marathon? Or a yes, marathon? yes. I mean, because this is fascinating. I mean, you. I mean, this was not a pickup truck, right? This was a, a huge truck with big. Double double wheels, correct? Yeah, it was a freight freightliner. A freightliner. Um, so, and you you literally got dragged and you're ripped open, and and now right. you're you're on the mend. I mean, that's uh, you know most doctors would say, oh, she'll never walk again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I yeah. So for me, I needed to get out of my own misery and frustration and pain. I had multiple surgeries lined up over the next couple of years to continue to put my body back together. And I knew that in order to get through it, I needed to give back and I needed to have uh, a purpose. And God obviously allowed me to live. And if he allowed me to live, then 
regardless if I'm angry or sad, I've got emotion and I've got to do something with it. So mm-hmm. um, we decided to start training for races and I'd show up at races in my wheelchair and I would, um, you know, do a 5k or a 10k or a half marathon and I would get a medal and then I would go to a hero and give my medal. Um, I realized that I had 78 units of blood. I had so much CPR. I had, you know, so many medical staff and I want to thank them. Um, they're my human family and what better way to thank someone than by putting a medal around their neck. Wow. Wow. So you, you Uh, win the medal and then you find someone to give the medal to. Absolutely. Yeah. So all of the races I've done since the trauma have been very mission driven to, they're not about me placing because I'll never place again. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I can do is, is finish with, with joy and gratitude and I can, um, take this medal, this finisher's medal, and I can go up to someone and say thank you and uh, present them with this this medal. So um, that for me has been incredibly therapeutic and uh, just it's hard to be negative and sad and whatever sort of emotions that, that we're going through with life, it's just life, when we're giving back and we're being grateful and we have that right. grateful heart. So, and you teach um, it. That's and- been my... It's been my mission. Yeah, and you and you actually teach others now, you know, how to aim high, how to be strong, use your adversity as a catalyst. Okay. And you yeah. and so share all you I mean, you do this in so many ways. Uh Peace Jam, uh Nobel Prize laureates as mentors for youth. <laughs> I mean, you're you're all over the place there. You're a Red Cross <laughs> uh, you're a Red Cross spokesperson. I mean, uh so share yeah. Share with the audience, you know, some of the types of people and places where you go and empower others and uh, and let them know if someone wants to perhaps have you out as a speaker to their group, how they can contact you. Oh, absolutely. So as far as where I go, um, we, uh, you know, I'm going from disaster relief uh, with the Red Cross. My husband and I have been, you know, down on disaster locations. Um, with Hurricane Matthew, we uh, all be speaking at events all over the country in various countries. So sometimes I keynote for businesses or marathons or at churches. And um, I think the most powerful thing is being able to just share this beauty of the human family and encouraging mm-hmm. people to, you know, at our core, we all bleed red. And when we, you know, there's so much going on in our world politically. Um, there's so much turmoil, and when we look at ourselves as a human family, with the you know we all have the same creator, and we all are part yes. of this family. And being able to um, break down those barriers and work together as that family is so powerful. And I just um, I feel like I'm just one example of someone who is literally my heart is literally beating because um, of the blood of countless people. You know, mm-hmm. red, yellow, black, white. Um, Muslim, Christian, Hindu, you know, it doesn't, my heart didn't know any different. Mm. And there's uh, a powerful, powerful message with that. And, you know, as far as overcoming adversity, life is going to happen and we cannot control uh, life. We can't, um, but we can control how we react. And so, um, you know, finding those, those anchors in our life. Um, having that resiliency in our faith and in our um, the things that make us passionate. So, you know, when crap hits the fan, and it will, 
And you're right. It will. It will. Yeah. yeah. No matter how good life is going, it's going to hit. <laughs> yes. Because, yes. You know, if you're alive, it's going to hit. We're on this earth. And so how do we, um, you know, how do we react and how do we react together and accept the fact that we are still strong and powerful even when we're vulnerable? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's just it's so great having you as a guest. And this book is really, really fantastic. And uh, now when the uh, when the Hollywood version comes out, who's going to play you and who's going to play your your wonderful husband? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I think with Hollywood movies, don't they take like 10 years to create? So it's, it's probably oh, not nowadays. I mean, folks can crank them out and, uh, you know, um, uh, a year or two. Uh, typically, uh, eighteen months. If 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 there was um, unanimity around the just the idea that you were going to go forward, and uh, you know, yeah. and, and I asked because I kind of dabble in screenplay writing, so I'll give it some thought and I'll be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You can be our uh, our screenplay writer. And okay. Screenplay, that'll well, that'll make it go forward a little bit better. <laughs> all right. Well, God bless you, and please give our our, our highest regards to your husband and. Uh, and uh, just God bless you. Me. Uh, okay. You All right. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. God bless you now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, all right, folks. We're right up at our top of the hour news break, and uh, we're going to take that break now, and we will see you all on the other side. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, Virginia. The friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, we just thank you so much for being out there. Uh, we have uh, coming up in just a few moments, we're going to have my very good friend, uh, Reverend Dean Nelson. Uh, I think I shared earlier that this, uh, this month, is the 200th anniversary of the birth of a very, very great American, Frederick Douglass. And so we're looking very much forward to having uh, my friend Reverend Dean Nelson come on. Um, Frederick Douglass, uh, they don't know exactly his birth date, so that's why they say uh, uh, the month of February. And actually, he has claimed for himself February 14th uh, because he, he did not know uh, the exact date of his birth, but uh, February 14th uh, or thereabouts, 1818. And uh, so a truly, truly great American. And you know, um, this, uh, and I mentioned this uh, yesterday on, when I was on the air. And uh, and speaking of yesterday, by the way, we want to keep uh, 
keep our friend and our, our brother uh, Richard Lee uh, in prayer. Uh, Scott Lee asked me to sit in for them yesterday. Uh, Scott did the first hour. I did the second too. And uh, many of you will know that uh, Richard Lee, uh, one half of the uh, famous Lee brothers, uh, has uh, been recovering from surgery for the last three weeks. And so we certainly uh, want to keep him in our prayers, uh, him and his entire family. And uh, But anyway, um, you know, I, I, I was sharing and I have been sharing here lately that uh, the, here we are, it's, it's, it's Black History Month. And, th- you know, there's a part of me that just wants to rest on um, the book of Ephesians and, and what Paul says about all being one in Christ. And, you know, all these artificial divisions, uh, you know, where Paul just doesn't buy that, uh, you know, black and white, male and female, Jew and Gentile, rich and poor. I mean, it, 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 it none of it really, really matters. And, what we need to remember is that um, leaders unite, conquerors divide. And so like the guest we just had uh, talked about uh, the unity and the love of so many people that helped her recover. And, uh, and that, that was a really, really beautiful story uh, that she told, really beautiful story. And we're just so thankful for having her on to share her story. But, we have um, so many hyphenated Americas. I mean, at some point, we're going to run out of months, okay? And, you know, I don't mind. I mean, I have brown skin, but I don't wear my brown skin on my sleeve, okay? Now, isn't that, that's odd because, I mean, on one level, I don't have a choice, <laughs> just like everyone else. But, you know, when you're listening to me on the radio, you don't see me. You hear me. Okay, and so that's the beautiful thing about it. You don't, there is no, um, you know, there is no idea of, uh, you know, I'm coming at you from one angle of uh, just, you know, black or Hispanic or white or or whatever. Okay, I'm coming at you from something much deeper and much bigger. Okay, and so something that has the power to unite. And, you know, we could be uh, we could be Hispanic, we could be white, we could be black, we could be Asian, it, it, we could be male or female. It does not matter. Uh, you can either uh, find agreement with the message that I'm attempting to share with you or, or you cannot, you know. And so God gives you the freedom to do that. And so that's that's the beautiful thing. And, and I think all this uh, is is fine and dandy as uh, families, individuals. I've done this with my own children. OK, have have, have uh, set a standard for them to follow. And but when you get the state involved, so I'm sort of ambivalent about it. I think it's on one hand, it's good. But anything you take that's of good and you take it to the nth degree, you know, think of um the book of Ecclesiastes, um, there's a proper time for everything, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to throw stones, a time to gather stones. I mean, you get the, you get the picture here. So you, you take something like, uh, you know, Black History Month, Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, coming up in April, we're going to have Confederate uh, History Month. I mean, you just you go down the line. I mean, at some point, you, you there's only 12 months. At some point, you run out, okay? And so 
all this uh this 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 um this this emphasis on it and and I'm the type of person I discuss these things no matter the month. I don't wait until February to talk about Frederick Douglass or you know Harriet Tubman or Booker T. Washington. Okay, I don't I don't wait until February to talk about them or write about them. You know, their lives have relevance any month of the year. Okay? You know, how often have you heard me and how many months have you heard me talk about uh the late great Martin Luther King Jr. and the the fact that he had a vision of an America where we would be judged by the content of our character. I mean, what do we have to wait until February to say that, you know, or January 15th, his birthday, we have to wait till then to say that. I say that all the time. So, you know, I'm not hating on black history. I'm just, I'm lamenting the fact that, that there is a a month set aside. And during this month, you're going to have, just like at, at, at Dr. King's birth birthday, you're going to have people waxing eloquent about Dr. King on his birthday. Now, for the month of February, you're going to have people waxing eloquent about black history. And they're not, many of them are not going to be attempting to unite people around principles that we learn from these great uh, men and women throughout history. But rather, it is an attempt to further divide. And the subtext of a lot of these messages is going to be, yeah, you know, slavery, slavery, white people are evil, white people are out to get you. I mean, you know, we had a, a really big thing. Uh, I, I'm trying to think, was this last year or year before last? Many of you will remember out at um, Glen Allen High School, uh, they brought this video in for the students uh, that basically was saying to the student body, I mean, picture this now, that, that here you are, you've, you've been educated for 12 years, you're on your way to college, and now you're, you're sitting in a gymnasium and you're being told now the black, the brown, the white, you know, everyone is there watching. But the video focuses and says the black guys, they can't make it unless the white people do A, B, C, and D. What I mean, really, really, it's, I, I just find it highly, highly insulting. Okay, and so... I feel vindicated in saying that there is a Democrat plantation upon which the um, Democrat Party want to keep black Americans. And so I'm here to proclaim your freedom. You are free to leave the Democrat plantation, okay? I formally invite you, okay, to come over to the Christian, conservative, capitalistic, uh, constitutional coalition. And so with that, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, after this break, we're going to have our fantastic guest, a very dear friend of mine, Reverend Dean Nelson. And we're going to talk about the um, 200th anniversary of the birth of a very, very great American who just happened to have brown skin. Okay. And his name is Frederick Douglass. We will be right back. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, 
then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. We want to thank you all for staying with us out there. And uh, we're having a little trouble reaching our guest today, so I'm just going to share a little bit uh, with you about um, Frederick Douglass. And uh, and as I, as I said earlier, uh, he was born in 1818, and uh, they don't know the exact date he was actually born into slavery. And, uh, and you know, and I find it interesting that, um, you know, and also, you know, he was a Republican. He was an advisor to uh, President Lincoln uh, during the Civil War, uh, the very first uh, black American to be hired to work for the federal government. And uh, now I'm, I, I'm reading that, but I'm not sure about that because um, – Harriet Tubman was a spy uh, during the Civil War, so I think that may count as the first, all right? But, uh, and there probably were many uh, lesser-known spies, but, uh, but anyway, I think they mean in sort of in an official capacity because, I mean, this, I mean, this man, I mean, photography was uh, kind of a new technology, and for the entire century, okay, the 19th century, the most photographed person on the planet was Frederick Douglass. That says a lot, okay? And, uh, and, and again, Republican, Harriet Tubman, Republican, Booker T. Washington, Republican, okay? And, uh, and I find it interesting that uh, these were people who were, uh, they were former slaves, and they decided to be Republicans, okay? And, uh, and they're not touted uh, nearly as often as I think they should be, okay? And when you look at some of the, uh, some of the quotes that, uh, that, that a lot of these people are known for, um, let's just give you an example here. Uh, on the relationship between progress and struggle. And now think about today, okay? Think about today. Uh, who, we, we as uh, Christians and conservatives 
I mean, we are literally the only people that it's safe to discriminate against. And if you happen to be Christian, conservative, and white, you really better look out because they, they're coming after you uh, really, really hard. And uh, Well, really, me too, because I would be not only a hater, but I would be an Uncle Tom. Okay, so we, we, we kind of have that in common there. But, uh, but anyway, you know, he, 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 he writes on the relationship between progress and struggle. And again, this is Frederick Douglass. Uh, if there is no struggle, there is no progress. Those who profess to favor freedom yet depreciate agitation are men who want crops without plowing up the ground. They want rain without thunder and lightning. They want the ocean without the awful roar of its many waters. This struggle may be a moral one, or it may be a physical one, or it may be both moral and physical, but it must be a struggle. Power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did, and it never will. And see, you see, folks, this, this is the type of stuff I've been trying to get Reverend Chickenfoot to see. Okay, and Reverend Chickenfoot, for those of you who may be new to the program, that's the preacher that does not want to talk about social issues. Okay, that's the preacher that says politics should not enter the pulpit. Okay, that's the preacher that wants you to just um, stay in your prayer closet, come to the choir uh, choir rehearsal, just just live your life in the in the four wall church in the safety of the church and not engage. Uh, at all, and and you it, look. I, I have friends that they tell me if they did if they did not live in the world, if all they had to do was listen to their ministers. And I've many many friends have told me this. Okay, if all they were gonna do was listen to what their preachers were preaching about, that they would not even know that there was a culture war or that Christians were under attack. I mean, li- I mean. In America, it's quite often it's, it's legal attack, it's social sanction, it's, uh, em, it's employment. I mean, look at the, cons- the Hollywood conservatives who, if they get found out that they're a Christian conservative, they get blackballed. I mean, thank God you, you now have a, a, a growing uh, industry in Hollywood, places like Pure Flix. Um, you, you have, um, oh, I forget the name of this church down in Georgia that did... Um, uh, Lord, I'm a brain freeze, but they've done some one wonderful movies, and uh, and I should know because I've interviewed them uh, on on several of these movies. But you uh, you're starting to it's starting to bubble up because the uh, the being the 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 the, uh, the ostracizing and the blackballing has just gotten to the point where people have to come together and have another venue in which to display their talents. And so I'm, I'm just pleased that that's happening. But, but folks, th- this is what's happening. And so what we have to do is we have to take a page from Frederick Douglass, okay? And we have to understand that power concedes nothing without a demand and that we, we have to agitate, okay? We, we can't just continually take it. I mean, you can only turn the other cheek so many times, right? <laughs> so uh, now... Uh, another quote from uh, Frederick Douglass on the universality of sorrow. Okay, and this uh, is sort of an echo from uh, our fantastic guest that we just had, uh, Colleen. She mentioned 
uh, something very, very similar to this. But here's the quote. A smile or a tear has no nationality. Joy and sorrow speak alike to all nations. And they, above all the confusion of tongues, proclaim the brotherhood of man. A beautiful quote on the value of education. Now, some know the value of education by having it. I know its value by not having it, okay? And now, Frederick Douglass was um, taught to read by the wife of his slave master, who taught him uh, secretly. And, of course, when it was found out that he was being taught to read, there could be no more of that. And so he proceeded to continue to teach himself and, and became a brilliant, brilliant orator, uh, a truly, truly great American and a, a great Christian. Um, you know, and, and quite often that's left out of the equation. Uh, again, Frederick Douglass, as we uh, discuss him on the 200th anniversary of his birth, on the denial of justice, the American people have this to learn, that where justice is denied, where poverty is enforced, where ignorance prevails, and where any one class is made to feel that society is an organized conspiracy to oppress, rob, and degrade them, neither person nor property is safe. Okay? And again, that's applicable today. Now, there are going to be a lot of poverty pimps that are going to say, oh, well, this is the uh, conspiracy of the white man against the black man. Rubbish. Rubbish. Okay? Rubbish. In American society today, it is your talent that takes you places. Okay? Your talent. And if you doubt that, check out the NBA. Okay? Black Americans make up 13% of this nation and make up 85% of NBA rosters. Okay? And the last time I checked, folks are not making minimum wage. They're not making $10, $12, $20 an hour. Okay? They're making $10, $12, $20 million per season. Many more than that. And I say more power to them. Okay? That's the free market. That's capitalism. All right? A beautiful, a beautiful thing. The thank you, thank you moment. Okay? No one put a gun to the owner of the um, basketball team, the guy that writes his name on the front of the check. No one put a gun to his head and said, we're going to force you to give this black man uh, $100 million because of what your great-great-granddaddy did to his great-great-granddaddy. No, it didn't happen that way. The man willingly, willingly signed his name to that $100 million check because he knows by having this guy in his lineup, he's going to make $200 million, okay? That's what it's all about, folks. And, uh, and so when these poverty pimps come with this, with this garbage, we need to be able to stand up, and we need, and, and, li- and I'm saying this literally, folks. Someone needs to stand up when these people are going on and on and on about all this phony, trumped-up injustice everywhere because there are a lot of children that are there soaking this in. And your silence, as you sit there and you say to yourself here, you are grown, so you know this is garbage. What about the 16-, 17-, 18-year-old that's sitting there soaking it up? They don't know it's garbage. 
So someone has to be the adult in the room and stand up and let these people, let these young people know that not everyone believes that. There's another side to the story, okay? The, the other side needs to be heard. And at, at a minimum, at a minimum, if you don't want to just out and out call them a liar from the pit of hell the way I would do if I were there, at a minimum, you need to stand up and say, well, this is, uh, you know, I think this is debatable. You know, why is not the other side present in this presentation to say that, you know, America is not a racist nation and, and to speak about the progress, the 600,000 that died in the Civil War, the billions, the billion, and I, as a matter of fact, I think at this point it's trillions. Okay, that sounds like reparations to me. So th- this is some of the, these are some of the things we can glean that we can learn from the life of this great American Frederick Douglass. And now, I mean, if you want to just confine it to his day and his struggle for freedom for blacks, that's fine. You can learn that as a history lesson, and that's fine. But what I like to do is I like to take things and apply them to today, okay, because there's nothing I can do about history. History is there to learn, and why do we learn from history? Because those who fail to learn the lessons of history are doomed to repeat them. And so this is the beauty of history. It's not facts and figures about yesterday. It's application of principles to today. You look at yesterday, you see what worked and what didn't work, okay? And it's the same thing biblically. You, you look at biblical principles, and you learn uh, what worked and what didn't work, and you make an application so you see a, a similar pattern, which, uh, which is on the other side of the break. I'm going to discuss patterns and the paradigm in the, in the wonderful interview I had with uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, yes, uh, not yesterday, th- this week, that, that is going to play tomorrow. But, folks, this is what you can learn from this wonderful life, Frederick Douglass, and, uh, and, and all of the things that uh, he went through and the greatness that this man displayed in the face of true, true oppression and not phony, ginned-up oppression. We're going to take a quick break. The number on the other side, if you'd like to call, 804-454-1366, When I walk by your side I can only imagine. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Lebanon's Hezbollah has hailed Syria's response to Israel's attack on Iranian and Syrian bases in Syria, saying it signals a new strategic phase. It puts an end to a violation of Syrian territories. Israel said one of its F-16s crashed after it came under fire from Syria. It's also warning Iran of further repercussions if it engages in further acts of violence. President Trump explaining his decision not to declassify a Democratic memo about abuse of government surveillance powers in the FBI's Russia probe. He says the document is very political and needs heavy redactions. He says Democrats knew because of sources and methods and more that it could not be declassified and released in full. He says that was part of their strategy. The sister of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un says a summit between her brother and the South Korean president would pave the way for improvement in their relationship. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? 
Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. WNTW listeners, we here at AM820 and 97.7 FM, The Answer, want to say thank you for your support, for listening, and participating in our local programming. So this February, each time you call in to one of our participating live and local shows, you'll be entered to win one of five $100 Ruth's Chris Steakhouse gift cards just for doing what you already do. That's right. There will be five winners. Just call in to any of our participating live and local shows with your relevant stories, comments, or questions and you will automatically be entered to win one of five $100 Ruth's Chris Steakhouse gift cards. You could enjoy an unparalleled dining experience at the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse located at the historic Belgrade Plantation on us. We're just saying thank you because we here at WNTW know that it is you, our listener, who makes our station great. Go to 820theanswer.com forward slash radio for contest details. That's 820theanswer.com forward slash radio. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. I'm going to repeat what Michael Jackson just told you, folks. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. And uh, I love that song, Man in the Mirror. And uh, our final 30 minutes of the program, folks, and um, I'm going to repeat exactly what you just heard, the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse uh, giveaway uh, five $100 um, gift certificates will be given out uh, to folks that uh, want to call in. The number here, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. We also have uh, other things that I'm giving away. Uh, we have Bibles, and uh, as a matter of fact, if uh, if Robert is listening uh, we, we, we still have the Bible for you, brother, that uh, I've been saving for you. And uh, we have other Bibles, and they're beautiful, beautiful Bibles, uh, leather-bound, red letter. Um, we have The Case for Grace by Lee Strobel, student edition. And uh, so uh, and, uh, for any of you who do not know, uh, Lee Strobel uh, is a, a very, very famous Christian apologist who was an atheist, and he he's he's trained as an attorney and as a journalist. And uh, so in his atheism, uh, when he was challenged with the reality of Jesus Christ, he set out to use his great big brain to prove once and for all, oh, I'm going to prove you Christians are wrong. And he found out, uh, oh, uh, was I sorely mistaken. <laughs> and so uh, since then, he's become 
a uh, a pastor uh, a pastor of a very very large church by the way uh, and an author and a filmmaker and so we have one of the books here so this is great for a young person who is having these types of challenges or if you have a young person that perhaps they're on their way to college equip your child please before you send them to college equip your child okay so we have this would be one of the things with which you can equip your child and the number if you'd like to claim it 804-454-1366 and uh now i promise you we're going to reach out to my very good friend dean nelson and we'll have him back on the program another time we must have gotten our wires crossed uh some sort of way but dean's a really really a really great guy and always out doing the Lord's work. And, uh, you know, Dean is one of the founding board members of the uh, Virginia Christian Alliance. And uh, uh, VCA just celebrated its eighth anniversary in January. And, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm honored to be the school choice advocate there at the Virginia Christian Alliance, as well as a member of its advisory board. And, uh, you know, uh, my good friend Don Blake and Mr. Green Hollowell, they've just – Really, really done a wonderful work there uh, at VCA. And for those of you who are longtime listeners, you know when you hear our giving ad that we play from time to time, we we mentioned that, uh, you know, not only would we like people to be givers to us uh, here at, uh, at my organization, the First Amendment, Inc., uh, but, you know, be, be a giver often. And, uh, and one of the organizations that I try to tout as uh, very, very worthy of your donation dollars is the Virginia Christian Alliance, okay, and, uh, and the Salt and Light Council. And, uh, and there are many, many others. Uh, there's so many people, you know, and this is one thing. I try not to act like I'm the only watchman on the wall. I'm privileged, uh, you know, one of, one, a truly, truly high honor that I received recently was being a member of the Watchman's Council. And uh, there were 27 uh, godly men in that council vetting the candidates uh, for the United States Senate. And so it's, there's, there are many of us, okay? And so all is not lost. You know, quite often people see the, um, the, the negativity, which is just always, uh, always prevalent. But even in winter, folks, uh, as I was leaving my home today, okay, as cold as this winter has been, there are little green shoots popping up out of the ground because, you know, I plant so much beauty uh, around my house for my wonderful Mrs. Hatchet. Okay, I don't just wait until Valentine's Day. <laughs> I let my wife know I love her every day. And so I just love having greenery around. And uh, so we have we have a guest, uh, a caller on the line, and we want to say, um, oh, okay, we have my friend Dean. Dean, brother, how are you? Man, I am great. Great to be with you this morning. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic, brother. And uh, But, you know, on another level, I'm better than I deserve. But you know me. I'll take it every day. <laughs> I agree with you, man. Glad yeah. to be with you. Yeah. Glad to be with you. Yeah, I was just sharing uh, with, the, uh, with the audience uh, that we were going to try to get you back. Um, you know, I had, I had been talking about uh, Frederick Douglass, actually had started talking about Frederick Douglass on the, on the program 
uh, yesterday. And uh, But now let me tell the folks a little bit about you, Dean, because everywhere I go, it seems like, I mean, I was just up in Washington, and there you were, okay, with, with Human Coalition. And um, the uh, and the march for life, you know, that was the day of the, the day of the That's two right. marches. You know, we had, you know, we had the march for life. The other guys had the dirty woman march. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but there you were, and so you know, and I was just sharing with the folks that you're on the board of directors uh, on the original board, as a matter of fact, for the Virginia Christian Alliance, and uh, you know, you're with Team uh, the CareNet team. Uh, you know, you're just you're everywhere. You're 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 a chairman of the Douglas Leadership Institute, and and it seems right. like everywhere I go, Dean Nell. I remember um, probably one of the first speeches I gave. Um, I guess this is like seven or eight years ago, and you and I uh, both spoke that day, and uh, and and I was just I was so impressed with what you said that when I came up, I had to echo your words and, and call you out it's just you know i don't know if you remember that but I, I think i do remember that and uh that was a that was a great event there in richmond i think it was organized by some folks uh including gilbert wilkerson if i remember correctly. yes yes gilbert was there you know gilbert's another guy that's always doing the lord's work just like you and uh so now you uh with the uh fr- the douglas Leadership Institute, um, and here we are, the 200th uh, anniversary of the birth of this great American, great Christian. And uh, so now I've gone through some of the uh, famous quotes of Frederick Douglass, but I'm going to turn the program over to you to just really uh, dig down and share a little more about this great man. Well, Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be on the program, Craig. It is uh, exciting for us at the Douglas Leadership Institute as well as the Frederick Douglass Foundation, which is kind of a sister organization that is more the political of the two. But we can't uh, overemphasize the work and the stature of what I would consider one of the most formidable statesmen in American history, and that being Frederick Douglass. I don't know which quotes that you actually shared, but one of those of my favorites is when Douglas stated that a man's rights are secured in three boxes, the ballot box, the jury box, and the cartridge box. So if you are a First Amendment lover or a Second oh, Amendment lover, man. you would find common ground with Mr. Douglas. Oh, and I love stated, that one. I didn't get to oh, that one, but one. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> the cartridge well, box. <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean, he knew like many black Americans at that day, they couldn't trust the law, whether that was the written law or those who were supposed to protect us. He, we couldn't trust those right. people or the law necessarily protect us. We needed to have our guns yes. to protect us. And, aren't and we... uh, I saw that I saw that emulated as a young boy with my grandfather. I grew up in a rural part of Virginia and mm-hmm. always wondered why my grandfather had so many guns. <laughs> because he grew up in an era when a black man had to purchase his land of 70 plus acres out in a rural Fauquier County. He didn't know if anybody was going to protect him, so he had to protect himself. So Amen. anyway, that was one of my favorite quotes from Douglas. Yeah, the, God helps those who helps themselves. Hey, that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good quote. Yeah, so uh, I, uh, 
I wanted to take the opportunity, though, to just highlight, and people can visit uh, dlinstitute.org. That's mm-hmm. dlinstitute.org. And they can find all of the events that we're launching this great bicentennial um, uh, legacy with uh, this coming week. Uh, we'll be doing events uh, in D.C. Uh, where we will actually highlight the life and legacy of Mr. Douglas on Tuesday uh, at Hillsdale College there at the oh, Kirby wow. Center. That's 6 o'clock. That's open free to the public. Uh, there will actually be food uh, and uh, libations for those who desire. Mm-hmm. But they will have a lecture from uh, a wonderful doctor and uh, Ph.D. from uh, Washington and Lee University, uh, mm-hmm. Lucas Morell, who's a professor of politics, and he'll actually talk about uh, Frederick Douglass and the promise of America. So that'll take place again on uh, on Tuesday evening. Now let me uh, ask you about PM. let me ask you about that one because I'm going to tell you yeah. I love Hillsdale College. I mean, the, one of the proudest days of my life was when my daughter was accepted to Hillsdale. Although she had wow. she was accepted to more than one college. And uh, to my chagrin, she did not go to Hillsdale, but I was I, I was it. hoping that she would go to Hillsdale. And uh, and I think for her, she was like, Dad, I, I can't do the waiting list. <laughs> she was, she, <laughs> you know, because Hillsdale, they're not a large school. They're kind of a small school, but they are so, right. they are so prominent. And they were founded in 1844, and anyone uh, could, they never had a color line. You could be. Black, right. white, That's rich, right. poor, Native American, all you had to do was academically qualify. And so uh, Hillsdale, to this day, they do not accept federal funds because they told right. the federal government when they came in trying to tell them how to do civil rights, they told the federal government, you guys are late. We've been doing this since 1844. <laughs> <laughs> I had to well, get that in. But is this going to no be— about it. Can people view this who cannot make it to Southern Michigan, uh, to Hillsdale, Michigan? Can people view this event online? Well, first to clarify, this event is taking place at their D.C. campus. So oh, those that are okay. in this so, area oh, okay. should be willing to drive up. But, um, but if Great. they don't, we are trying to work so that they can actually view the event Facebook Live at DL. Uh, or Douglas Leadership Institute's uh, Facebook page. And so Great. that's not confirmed yet, but uh, we're likely going to be able to show that uh, that lecture at that time uh, on Tuesday. But for those of you that are in your listening audience, they yes. may be able to drive, you know, 90 minutes, you know, maybe three hours with traffic, depending upon what time they're coming up, 95. Right. But uh, we would invite them to join us. Oh, okay. Um, how, however, a subsequent event that we will do on Thursday at noon, also in D.C. at the mm-hmm. Family Research Council. That event, uh, if they cannot be there, that event is going to be live streamed at uh, FRC's website. And so they can catch that one. That event is titled Frederick Douglass, His Faith, His Family, and Our Future. Colin Hanna, who is a great friend of mine, who uh, is the head of um, the uh, Let Freedom Ring organization, but also is going to be the executive producer of a film that will be coming out uh, on Mr. Douglas. And so Great. we have, a, have an opportunity to get a glimpse of the work that's being done on this major motion picture uh, on Frederick Douglass. So Great. those are Great. two events that are happening in D.C. for the launch of this great 
uh, you know, year-long celebration. Okay, and I'm going to – I don't know my schedule right now. I know Mrs. Hatchett knows my schedule better than I do, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna try to make it to at least one of those events, brother. And uh, We'd be honored, honored to have you. Yeah, yeah, I'd be honored to be there. Now, um, we're right up against a break, so last words to the audience before we go. Yeah, man, I would just encourage everybody to acquaint themselves or reacquaint themselves with the great uh, abolitionist and statesman Frederick Douglass, and they can visit uh, DL Institute or find us on Facebook, Douglass Leadership Institute, where they can get more information and engage with a host of events that we'll be doing all year long. Okay. Well, God bless you for all that you do, Dean. And uh, like I said, you are everywhere, man. And so uh, God bless you, and I'll, I'll be seeing you soon. <laughs> Thank you so very much, man. Okay, thank you for sharing with our audience. Bye now. Yes, indeed. Bye-bye. All right. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, our final break of the day. The number, if you would like to call in our final 10 minutes of the program, 804-454-1366. Is before me, I can only imagine. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live, closing out today's program. And it's been a great program, folks. And uh, I'm just so thankful that we've had a couple of wonderful guests, my good friend Dean Nelson and, uh, and of course, Colleen. Uh, what a great, great story uh, she had to tell. Uh, and, again, her book is Gratitude in Motion. And if you want to get the book and if you were unable to, you know, maybe jot it down, uh, in, in very short order, uh, in the next day or so, we will have her interview up on our website, uh, and the book will be right there. I mean, you can just click on it, and it'll be right there in your home in two or three days. And so, uh, now, if you'd like to call in right here towards the end of the program, 
804-454-1366 is the number, 804-454-1366. I would also like to remind you that on tomorrow's program, and tomorrow, Sundays we're on from 9 to 11, and I have an interview that I did this week with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn in his book. He wrote The Harbinger, and um, his latest book um, is going to just knock your socks off, folks. And the uh, latest book is called The Paradigm. you got to get this book. And uh, as a matter of fact, the full interview is already up on our website at thereallyrealdeal.com. And we're going to welcome Benjamin to the, pro- to the program. Benjamin, what's on your mind, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Hey, I just wanted to bring to your attention that I had only recently learned that there's actually a group referred to as the Frederick Douglass Republicans. It's really a mixture of white and black people who all sort of follow all the things that you've been saying this morning on the, on the radio show. Oh, yes, yes, Frederick Douglass Republicans. And see, um, you know, I, I, I have a little angst at the Republican Party because the Republican message is such a great message. And but the modern day carriers of that message, uh, they have just been cowed and intimidated uh, by this uh, race hating uh, group uh, in the Democrat uh, Party, in the media. Uh, and they've just taken away from the Republican Party the mantle of uh, being the party of freedom. And so God bless groups like the Frederick Douglass Republicans. But I wish all Republicans would embrace uh, this message because, you know, if you think about Martin Luther King talking about the um, content of character, not color of skin. And if you think about Frederick Douglass and the things that Frederick Douglass uh, talked about and, and the quote from uh, Dean uh, Nelson uh, just a while ago, the, the, the ballot box and the, uh, and the ammunition box. OK, right. I mean, this is, you know, this is this is what we really really need and so you are absolutely right i really appreciate you bringing that out and uh folks need to just check them out google it frederick douglas republicans and and google the douglas leadership institute and um, i think you also realize too that a lot of people though are afraid i mean they're you're breaking with your family you're breaking with the group the larger group even though you know Clearly, you don't agree with a lot of things within the Democratic Party. I consider myself independent, but right. there's a lot of things that there's a lot of a lot of African Americans who secretly do not agree with a lot of the tenets of the, the Democratic Party. But the, well, the they need to get they off don't the. Don't know how to talk about. Right. It. Well, see, that's like uh, back during physical slavery, you had a slave who didn't agree with being beat, but he wouldn't get his hind pots up off the plantation and go. Okay, right. and so this is what we're faced today. You have you're absolutely right. There are people they don't agree, but they won't leave the plantation. You know, they, I don't know whether they want the crumbs or their safety in numbers, or they can't stand the being ostracized by their family. You know, and and, and again, the uh, the key is Jesus Christ. Okay, and what what did Jesus say? Okay, um, Jesus says, "Who is my mother? Who is my brother?" But right. the one that does what? The will of my, my father. My father. Right. I'll he, tell you this one last thing. You gotta believe and understand, and for anybody else is listening, you gotta understand that Frederick Douglass was going up against a lot too to stand 
stand like he did and say what he was and, and to be on the side of saying this is where we should be with the Republican Party back when he did. Right. He, I mean, he was putting himself in danger a lot of times. Well, this, I mean, I've gotten death threats over the years of doing what I do, and this is just, it, it goes with the territory, okay? If you're exactly. going to stand for something, then there are going to be people, I mean, look at Trump, okay? You've never seen a president attacked. I mean, they, they attacked Reagan and Bush, but not with the, the ferocity that they're attacking Trump. Why is that? Because the nation has moved so far in its apostasy from the ways of God that these demons have been emboldened and they're no longer uh, undercover. They're out in the open and it's like they knew that if we could just win one more election and, and, and stack the Supreme Court and continue regulating Christianity out of existence in America, uh, then uh, we, it's game over. But Trump right. came in and disrupted their plan. And and so the man is I mean, he there's nothing he can do that's right in their eyes. And I, I'm telling you, I've heard people that have gotten an increase in their paycheck. This is mind boggling. You get an increase in your paycheck now. Your hourly rate hasn't increased, but there's more money there. And you're still complaining and hating on the man that did it. Now, right. I mean, what's, hey, I mean, if they don't like the money Trump gave them, they can go to my website, thereallyrealdeal.com, and hit the <laughs> donate button. I'll take it, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, man, you can't make this stuff up. But, but listen, are you, um, plugging yourself in with like-minded groups because another thing that's the antidote to the group think that people uh will experience um with um being ostracized by by uh by family members is to you know well i think i do what i think Frederick Douglass did and i think what you do and i think what a few other people are starting to do which is you have to educate yourself you cannot just take what you hear from the television and what you right. hear uh, and for other people saying sometimes, you have to actually read some books. You have to go yes. to the library where the books are free. You have to go online. You have to go back and read some of these articles that are available yeah. to you in the library also. Or in my website. Yeah, they can, you, they can go to my website, thereallyrealdeal.com. There are articles there that I've written. We talk about the seven C's of a successful society. They don't mention having brown skin or white skin or red skin or yellow skin. It mentions things much deeper than skin, and this is how we unite. We, un we unite around principle. We don't unite around tribalism, okay? And that goes counter to Christian faith, what Paul wrote in Ephesians. No black, no white, no male, no female, no Jew, no Gentile, no rich, no poor. All are of one blood through Jesus Christ. And so that is the name that rises above Donald Trump, above Frederick Douglass, above Brother Craig, ab above That's Barack true. Obama. and uh, But anyway, I got to let you go, brother. I'm so glad you called, and uh, you got to check the show out tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be a hot one. Nine o'clock, uh, Jonathan Kahn uh, and his latest book, The Paradigm. And uh, God bless okay. you, brother. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take off here now, and uh, we're going to encourage you guys again as we listen to a little bit of uh, Lee Greenwood here to close out the program. And uh, we highly encourage you all to check us out tomorrow, 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock, 
We're going to have my full interview with Jonathan Kahn. And then after that, uh, the uh, one of the interviews I did at the opening of the Bible Museum in Washington. We did that interview back on the opening day back in November. And uh, we're just getting around to playing that interview. It will air tomorrow. God bless you, Virginia. We're going to see you right here next week. Same hatchet time. Same hatchet station. Who died, who gave that fight to me and I